the volume. Oral Sessions is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. FanDuel is the best. They're America's number one sportsbook. It's so easy to use, safe and secure. What more do you need to hear here? There's fast payouts too, as quick as two hours. What a turnaround. And there's so many different bet types as well. The same game parlay bets, live betting, player props, futures. There's risk-free bets and the same game parlay bets, enhanced odds markets. There's so much more. It's fantastic. It will not let you down. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9889 in Tennessee. Or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Oh yes, we are back in session. I always think I start these intros because I have to walk upstairs to where I record all the things. Uh, and then I don't give myself the buffer of like, walking up to well I mean it's it's two flights of stairs I'm on the third floor but let me tell you I'm out of breath but I don't pause to catch my breath I just hit record and you guys just you get this like exhausted version of me in the intro I don't know maybe it adds a little charm maybe it just seems like I'm like working really hard all the time when really I should just be working on my cardio in my spare time maybe that's what I should be doing however that being said you better believe that this bitch got in her 10,000 steps today actually went down and joined the YMCA, which I feel great about. I love working out. I truly do. I had a great setup when I was in Las Vegas, training out at Envy Training. If you're out there, highly recommend. You will not look back. You'll just look back at it, if you know what I'm saying. Um, So I've not really had anything since moving to Vegas. I've been working out at home. You know, I know what I'm doing, but I just needed something more. So anyways, I went to the gym today. I don't know what this rant is about. I guess just to back up the fact that, yes, I am out of breath from walking up the stairs. Who cares? Everybody get off my back. (sighs) We've got a fun episode today. Um, I am joined by adult film star Kendra Lust, the hottest MILF in the game, y'all. She's cool, man. She is, I mean, you know, you know her background coming from uh, the adult film world which we obviously take a deep dive in. So fascinating to me. So many questions. And she has all the answers, so that's great. She's fantastic. Just love being able to pick her brain like as a businesswoman in the adult film world. Uh, so it was really cool to, um, to talk a little porn and then also talk um, some sports and some wrestling and some fighting. So that's what is loaded and geared up for you here on this episode of The Sessions. Let's get into it. Here's Kendra Lust, baby. Oh my gosh, let me grab my belt because former wrestler here, I gotta, you know, I gotta get, I gotta get ready here. Got the, <laughs> an intercontinental champ one. I've got all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm a big kid over here. Yeah, why not? Keep the fucking goods coming. 
I'm glad I wore pants because I told my husband, I go, I'm just going to wear a shirt. He goes, you might forget like that one guy did lost his job. I'm like, well, it wouldn't be the first time people saw, you know, whatever. Thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh. Thank you for coming on. This is so exciting. What happened yesterday? I have a rental property up north and the septic tank. Let me tell you something about up north. You're in Michigan, right? Yeah. The water up north is like full of salt. So the septic tank filled up with water. Now we have to do the septic field. It's a real pain in the butt. So it's been fun the last year having this property, but once it's, you know, everything is said and done, it'll be worth it, but it's a real pain in my, you know what? So is it a rental property or is it just like a second property that you have for yourself? It's a rental right now. And we're kind of slowly doing things to it. So once we kind of get it how we want it, you know, it'll be kind of, we won't rent it. So, but it's nice. I love it. Well, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Guys, this is Kendra Lust. If you didn't already know that, she is just a cool, absolute gem of a human being. Obviously a huge sports fan. We've got the Jordan jersey in the background. You're just showing off your intercontinental title. You've got championships at home. I know that you're a huge MMA enthusiast, Um, but let's start with the things that you are known for. Oh, wait, what does that shirt say? I mean, I touched my boobs, but Misha I really Misha. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Where did you get Love that her. shirt? I need that shirt. She sent it to me. Why did she send me a shirt? I, no, wait, wait, wait. The not fuck, this shirt. Misha? She, I think she sent me another one. I misspoke. My husband ordered this one for me. And then we have some for our daughter and stuff. So how cool is Misha? Isn't she just the shit? She's the best. I love her. She really is. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy working with her. She's like, she's such a trip. I love that she just calls people out and says shit. And it's like so unapologetic. She's a badass. Very, very cool. Yeah. But she's genuine, you know, and she's like, there. I don't feel like there's a bad bone in her body, you know, and, and it comes from a place of authenticity and honesty. So I just like her style. So, um, okay, let's, let's go back to, uh, to, do you know, the, the adult film industry, because I have so many questions. I'm so fascinated by all of this. Um, you initially were a nurse, correct? You went to school for nursing? Yes. Still a nurse. <laughs> so oh, you are still a nurse. You know, I would feel really terrible if I didn't keep up my you know certification just because it was a real pain. What do you have to do to keep that up? You have continuing education credits. So every two years you have to complete 25 CEUs or whatever. So And they're constantly changing depending on the state that you're in. So it's just good. It kind of keeps you up to date with some of the current treatment modalities and just patient care and all that stuff. So it's kind of a pain um, to do that, but I just, I don't want to let that lapse and then, you know, regret it. No, that's really smart. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, Hey, who knows? Maybe one day you'll need that. And you'll be like, damn it. They should have kept that going. So yeah, good on you for keeping that alive. So you've made like an absolute empire for yourself. Um, I mean, geez, you've done so much stuff even outside of the adult film world. But going back to it, I mean, to, to be able to produce and direct and star in, did you think when you first stepped into that world that you would have taken on as much as you were able to take on and make such a name for yourself as like a woman in that industry? essentially the whole goal. And it wasn't just for the money. However, it was just family circumstances kind of led me down that path. And I always say like, nobody grows up and says, yeah, I want to do porn for a living. Yeah. That's, you know, come on, let's be real. Right. So, yeah. So I just essentially wanted to make extra money for my family and just stash it. And I, I was so naive to the fact that 
the internet is so vast and there's so many people that have so much access to it. So I was just naive. I mean, I had my drawer full of DVDs in my own private collection. <laughs> I thought, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> and then uh, six months after I started, people started to find out. So I thought, you know, like there's no turning back at this point. And, uh, you know, my husband said, well, I'll go big or go home. And that's kind of how it started. But I never thought I would do any of the stuff that I did once I started at all. I guess I didn't have, sad to say, I didn't have much of a plan when I first got in. So yeah, I mean, not to say it was just about the money, but it was a means to keep stuff going for your family. You kind of do what you have to do. Um, I mean, as you, you know, you kind of start this off by saying, you, you know, you don't grow up being like, oh, I want to get into porn. But do you remember the first time that you watched porn and like what those feelings were for you or yeah, it's like what that kind of conjured up? I was really young. I discovered a pair. Oh my gosh, I don't even. My mom listens to some of these, so <laughs> mom, if Sorry, you mom. probably didn't even know about this, <laughs> it was probably dad's because I just discovered this VHS tape, and um, I was like, "Ooh, what's this?" I'm really thinking it was more for my dad because there was a lot of girl, girl. I think it was mostly girl, girl. So I really loved watching it. I wish I knew the girl's name though because. Uh, she had big hair, but these big boobs and uh, this brunette. I don't know to this day, but I was just like, wow, that's hot. You know, so kind of took the tape and never gave it back. <laughs> did you like burn it out watching it a bunch of times? Sure, I did. I mean, uh, my dad probably never could say that it was gone. <laughs> I can't go, did you take my porn? Like, you can't. So it's like, eh. Well, it's mine now. All mine. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, so your first time, like, how do you get in to the industry? What was the first kind of step or the relationship you had with somebody to kind of open that door for you? I knew no one. I was, you know, in Michigan, still in Michigan, and I just didn't know anybody. So at that time, webcamming was kind of a thing. So, you know, I started webcamming and having fun with that. And then I realized there was a photographer from Sacramento who said that I should probably start a Twitter. So that's when I started a Twitter, I think it was 2011 or 12, and, and started to kind of network and, and see and research the big companies. And that's where I started to kind of reach out to people. Through social media, I was able to kind of connect with some people, not necessarily the right people. However, it gave me a chance to go out and I did. And God, that's a whole other story for another day. I mean, I stayed at the Ramada Inn, I think, on Wilshire, which is like 45 minutes away from the valley. And I didn't know where the hell I was. I didn't know traffic was so bad. I was just kind of like a deer in the headlights. So, you know, I just was kind of like a fish out of water. However, uh, I had a plan and I had to execute and uh, it kind of worked out. So I'm, I'm grateful. What was the plan? Yeah, the plan was just to make a lot of money and, you know, like four or five days and then come home you know? So that was it. Um, you know, the days I wasn't working at the hospital or I couldn't get overtime, you know, because our schedules were usually like a month, six weeks in advance where they'd be planned. So, you know, I'd work two, three days and then I'd have like a stretch of X amount off or, you know, so you could kind of coordinate things and granted they were fast trips and, you know, not a lot of sleep, but luckily for my better half, you know, he was really great at kind of holding down the fort here. And yeah. So yeah, my partner in crime, so to speak. You walk onto your first porn set. What do you see? What do you learn? What is like, what is happening? Like, they must be very professional or are they not? What, like, what is it like? Well, it all depends on the producer and the company. I'll be honest. And, and I'm not like crap talking about the industry. Everybody knows it is what it is. 
for the most part, they're really professional, especially, you know, the bigger companies. Um, one of the first companies I worked for was Kink. Now that's when they had the armory in San Francisco and it's this big building and it's cold and it's dark. And there are all kinds of rooms that have all different types of scenes set up. So it's like a bird cage with these electrical things. There's people being hog tied, you know, all kinds of crazy things, the fucking machines, you know, and that's the, one of the first ones that I did, did it with a, with a girl. And that was really cool. Very intense. And I just wanted to just, I don't know, get a little crazy. And I knew Kink was one of the largest, if not the largest companies out there. So I was like, how cool I can probably make the most money, you know, with them and it's going to be professional and I'll be in a safe environment. And that was a really, really good experience. I loved it. I had fun. So that was like, you know, pretty like chill, cool sailing. And then dun, dun, dun. I uh, shot for browsers and I, and I love them. I, you know, have a good rapport with the company and always have been treated well. However, my first scene, I was so scared because I'm doing this hot and mean and I'm pretty submissive. Like I'm a pleaser when it comes to women, when it comes to guys, like I'll whip that ass, you know, like you will bow down, <laughs> but I can also be submissive. You yeah. know, it just depends, right? Like, you know, I'm a switch when it comes to guys. But when it comes to, you know, women, I'm pretty submissive. Well, I guess when it comes to younger, okay, I guess I'm a switch. Let's just put it that way. Wait, a switch? What's a switch? A switch is where you can be like submissive, but then again, you can be more dominating. And then it just depends on your partner. So you're, you know, you're flexible, but it kind of goes back to being the pleaser, right? Which I am. So hot and mean, I'm working with this, uh, I believe, oh God, I should know her name. I can see her face. She is... Hungarian. She is a kick-ass performer. How do I not remember? I swear to God. I'm sure someone will tweet it to us. I'm so like, I can see her face and her big boobs and her presence. And she, I mean, she just exudes sexuality and confidence and all of these things. I'm not at this point. Right. So it was a little intimidating, but she was really, really nice and very experienced. So she was like, you know, just don't be worried. You know, this is how it's going to go. And, you know, we're going to have fun, whatever, blah, blah, blah. However, they set me up at that time with the most difficult director known to man. I'm like, wow, is this really how it's going to be? I didn't like how he treated the staff. He was very condescending and insulting. And I'm just like, oh my God, he's treating like the photographer like this and the you know, the lighting guy, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's a tyrant, right? Like, I can't wait to see how this is going to go. For some reason, him and I, we got along really well. We, we established a rapport. We started talking about Jordans and shoes and basketball. So we ended up just being really cool. And he, he was really great. And he was great with the talent, but I think his team, he ran a very tight ship. And uh, so once the scene started flowing, I just became, I don't know, I just kind of out of, I don't want to say out of body experience. I'm not like a weirdo. I mean, I'm slightly creepy, but <laughs> But it just flowed and it was natural. And I just try to forget about the camera. And you're really not supposed to do that in the industry because you need to see angles and lighting and all that stuff. But I thought it was pretty good. In hindsight, it was probably pretty terrible, but it was fun. Do you shoot each scene several times to get different angles? Are there stop downs? Are like, how does that, how long does that take? And are you so chafed by the end? Yeah, depends. It depends on the director. It depends on the director, right? Or the type of scene. If it's a, you know, a feature, you're on set for 12 hours. I remember doing a feature 
for 18 hours for Wicked. And I was just like, is this going to end? And it's a lot of hurry up, do this, do this. And then you wait and you sit. You know, it depends if it's Gonzo, it's usually just one camera. If it's more of a storyline or a feature, you know, you have two cameramen, you know, so um, sometimes three. So it just really depends. And, you know, your day can go really fast. It could be six hours. It could be four hours. You know, anything I think that is shot with a level of, I don't know, quality or care would be at least four to six hours. You know, I never expected getting out of, you know, a shoot less than, you know, eight hours, you know, so it just depends. So it's, you know, hair, makeup, pretty girls, um, dialogue, you know, so it just depends. But actual sex is only about 30 minutes. Really? I know, right? Interesting. You guys all do this. You outperform all of us in your own bedrooms. Okay. We just put it out there. So (laughs) that's fascinating. Interesting. Okay. So did, how do guys manage through this? What do they do? Are they taking Viagra? What's like, what's keeping the dream alive for these guys? Yeah. So some are just honestly natural man. They just, I'm telling you, and it's insane to think. And I I don't, and then there are some you know, because let's, let's face it, like how, which, I mean, I don't know what it's like to have that. However, it's, you know, here, right. Most of the time that's connected. And when you have a room full of people or a director doing a POV and he's breathing down your neck, we can fake it. They can't, you know, to keep that edge. Uh, there's no fluffers. Okay. He's his own fluffer. Generally professionals, the guys, they know what to do that, you know, and I'm sure some do pop a little something or shoot a little something, you know, I don't ask. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Okay. Let's just have an easy day. Okay. Let's sell this scene. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I love it though. It's not like I don't, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't do it. It's like, how can you despise or like, I mean, I would work with some people and they like put the girls down because I love women, but you could see they were over it. And it's like, I get it. You know, you've been doing it a long time and it's like, just hang up the phone, honey, because you're doing me a disservice. I'm here to have some fun, sell the scene. Let's have a great day. You know? you know, you're thinking about what you're going to have for lunch. And that's kind of pissing me off while you're staring at my vagina. Okay. No, that's what you're having for lunch. <laughs> that's it. Okay. That's what you have for lunch. <laughs> what, what is the shelf life for a woman in the porn industry? I don't really know. To be honest, they say turnovers like six months. A girl enters the business and then leaves in about six months. And then, you know, if a girl lasts a year, a couple years, I guess, then maybe they'll have longevity. But you know, there's so many variables within the industry itself. And then with civilian life and, you know, it's complicated. And I, if I were not older when I started and I didn't have, you know, you know, wasn't established and with my husband and things like that, you know, I could very well have been somebody that entered and left. So, you know, I try not to really judge those that get into it because you don't know. I mean, maybe they try it. It's bucket list. They, you know, want to have some fun. And then, you know, so I don't know, honestly, shelf life, it it's just depends on the person. What was the conversations like that you were having with your husband as you were deciding to get into this? How does, how does that kind of come together? Like I said, my husband said, you know, go big or go home. And I was like, well, I don't know. And he's like, well, you can't take it back. Let's be real. And we really don't have the money to try to take it back. I mean, let's, we just don't. Okay. At that point, we were just really excited to have maybe 20,000 in the bank at always. We were just like, yeah, that's cool. That's good. We're going to just maintain this. We can pay off this and do this, you know, and, and I'm not downing anyone. I mean, I know everyone's situation is different, but for us, we were really excited at that time, you know, in six months, we were able to just, you know, stockpile and whatever. Okay. So that was our goal then. 
at that point, I just said, well, you know, if I'm going to do this, then we need to be smart about it. And him and I just had a lot of conversations about what I would be willing to do. How far do I want to take it? That's kind of when we started to develop not a plan, but just I started looking to other girls to see what they did, to see how they became successful and to see how I could do that. Even though age was an issue, my agent sucked ass. I'm not saying I didn't learn anything from her, so I really shouldn't say that. But in the end, she showed her true colors. And that was just disappointing. You know, like I went to a woman for that reason, hoping that I wouldn't be, be taken advantage of. And unfortunately that was the circumstances, but you know what? That's okay. Things happen for a reason and wish her all the best. But yeah, so we just, him and I just were back and forth what I was comfortable with and what he was comfortable with. Yeah. Like what were some of the limitations that you guys wanted to put on of things that you didn't want to do? Definitely no anal because I didn't even do anal. I didn't even do it in my personal life. So I didn't really know. And I think it was just we didn't know what the hell we were doing, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I want anal. My little one's up there playing Fortnite, right? Brought it down to the living room on the <laughs> 75 inch because, you know, she's mad that dad has COVID and we can't, she can't go to the holiday party with her friends. So she's pissed off. So she brings the whole system down there. So she's, oh my God, playing online. So if you hear that, I apologize, but I'm kind of, she says she doesn't listen, but I know better. She's nosy. Anyway, so it was just like, no, you know, because we hadn't done it. And then if we did try, it was just like, oh, yeah, just put it in. No, you dumbass. Like, that's not how it happens, right? Ow, pain, like, through your whole soul. So (laughs) that was one of the things that I was like, no. My career progressed. I just thought, well, there were offers coming through and, and him and I talked about it. So I never did anything without him being comfortable with it or... I'm not just going to do something without talking. You just don't do that. You know, it's still work. It's a business and there's a respect factor and there's limits. And, and I told him at any time, if you're uncomfortable with anything or this becomes an issue with us, I'm done. Deuces, you know, thank you for what you've, you know, the industry for what you've done. But my, my home and my family, my marriage is way more important than this alter ego life because this, that's exactly what it is. That's not who I am, right? Fight fans, throw your best haymaker with a risk-free first bet from FanDuel Sportsbook. Even if your fighter gets knocked out or tapped out, new customers get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code Renee and you'll be able to bet on all the biggest boxing matches and UFC fights. FanDuel offers all your favorite bets. Choose from the money line to the method of victory to which round the fight will end. And there's so much more. You can even parlay different fight bets together. The bigger your parlay, the bigger your potential payout becomes. You guys do not want to miss out on this. You know, FanDuel is America's number one sports book. The app is also so incredibly easy to use. And when you win, you get paid in as little as two hours. Come on, man. Let's all get paid. To place your first bet risk-free, just sign up with the promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E, and make every fight night mean more with the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP 
or text next step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Okay, so you mentioned your daughter is there. She's uh, playing Fortnite and all that. How? Do, uh, what are the conversations you have with your daughter to explain these things that, of course, she's going to come across and see? She's pretty wise beyond her years. She's very mature, kind of like an old soul, but real goofy. I don't know. She's just a cool kid. And she's always kind of known something. And I think it bothered her. She said, why are people calling your name? You know, when we walked, it was at wrestling. It's the first time we took her to a wrestling She's like, why are they calling you Kendra? And I explained, I said, well, I do have a model name. And I kind of, we started there. That was like when she was around six or seven. And then as the years progressed and more or less, it became a little bit more age appropriate each year, each year. Well, sixth graders tend to know a lot more than sixth graders did back when I grew up. Right. So she brought that to my attention. You know, mom, I know more than you think I know. And I said, oh, well, enlighten me. Let's, let's chat. And she goes, you know, I might not agree with everything that you do for your job. She says, but I have to respect it. She says, because it's going down either way. (laughs) And dad knows and he respects it. She's like, so it is what it is more or less. And I'm like, gosh, that's pretty mature. And like, wow. And I said, well, I feel relieved because uh, the last thing I wanted was for you to resent or be really upset with me. And she's like, or hate me. She's like, I can never hate you. You're my mom. I said, but you know, in life, people are going to say negative things. People are positive things, no matter what you do. I said, but what people think of me, I don't really care. Dad doesn't care. I said, all the people that matter to us, all of our family, all of our friends, everybody knows. I said, and I'm your mom. They treat me as Michelle. I said, that is work. That is not who I am. And she's like, I don't really care. She goes, if anyone says anything to me about you, she goes, I will choke them out because <laughs> she does MMA and she's, you know, wrestling with kids that are older than her and she's really good anyway. So not easy. And I told her, you know, I'll explain more as she gets older, but she pretty much knows. Did you feel relieved when she brought it to you to just be like, okay, let's just have this conversation and let's move on? Yes, of course. You know, I was sick about it. That would weigh on my, you know, and I talked to another incredibly beautiful soul performer, human being, Brandy Love. Um, I remember the conversation because I know she's a mom as well. And I said, I don't know how to deal with this. I, you know, I'm struggling with this and I don't know what to do. And, you know, so she was really helpful. One little conversation did help me. And it was almost like no elephant in the room, right? So her and I, you know, my little one and I, so, so it's good. Um, Okay. So you mentioned um, the first agent or manager that you worked with. Things didn't really pan out the way that you wanted, but you had your own talent agency. How did that kind of come together? And what do you look for in your talent? I was really kind of bitter with how my, once I kind of saw how she was treating people, not just me, just, I mean, other talent. And I was like, man, like that sucks. And I wanted to not to spite her, but I wanted to change the way you know, I saw agents uh, treating girls. I didn't like it. Is that pretty common in that world as well for agents to be, I guess, man, I, don't, I don't know her what happened, but yes, manipulative or just shady. 
you know, like shady what yeah. comes to money and, 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 you know, that type of thing. There are two agents that hands down the best. And that will be if Mark Spiegler, he is a class act. He will help. He's been doing it forever and uh, just a good human being. And he's changed a lot of lives. So Mark Spiegler is incredible. And Mark at ATMLA. So those are the two agencies. Like I would recommend any new girl to go to if they are not able to represent themselves, you know, looking for girls, young always sells the new fresh face, right? The new girls are always, you know, able to star in all types of different roles, right? Traditionally blonde sell, sell more 18, 19, because they can be stepdaughter. They can, you know, be girlfriend. I mean, they're just, they're just marketable the girl next door type thing. Right. And then they evolve, right? And then they can start in, you know, hot stepmom or however it is that they want to do. So there's a lot of room for them to, you know, I guess in the industry to, to make a lot of money. So everybody always wants to shoot the new girl, but not always. I mean, you need a variety. I mean, I think variety is a spice of life, right? So you need, you got to look for, you know, an Asian, a black girl, a you know, or Latin type girls. But anytime we had like 18 or 19 year old girls, even up to 20 that would want to sign. I, I just, that maternal instinct kind of kicked in. And I, I kind of sometimes would talk them out of it, I feel, but I feel that at that age, I was doing so much dumb stuff. Right. And looking back, I'm thinking, Oh my God, I wasn't caught. Like, thank God. Right. And I always tell them like, this will forever change your life. You can't take it back. So I wouldn't sign them. I gave them like three days. Um, you're going to take three days and really think about this because your family is going to talk shit, everybody. Okay. And you can't take it back. So if this is what you want to do, you know, you better be committed. Do you feel like it's still like that? Or do you think people have become so much more open-minded to that world and the lives people have lived before the thing that they're doing now? Do you think that that barrier's kind of been dropped a little bit? Maybe a little bit. I always feel like we're, you know, we're so quick to criticize people in the sex industry ethically or like morally, our moral compass as a society is just kind of twisted, you know, and, and that's just my, you know, I feel like we should, you know, all the sex trafficking and all the shit, you know, we should be more upset about that kind of stuff. Right. 100%. Well, it's like, I mean, if you're in the porn industry, like you're not hurting anybody. It's a decision that you've made. It's your body. It's the things that you want to do, but yeah, there's nothing malicious coming from it. How much has the industry changed from when you first got into it to how things are now? I love that it's changed. I feel so much more empowered than when I first started. You know, when I first started, you feel almost at mercy to the directors and the producers and the big companies. And, you know, the competition is just, I feel like it's much more fierce. You know, back then when I started being a um, contract girl was a big deal. Now you can't pay my contract. Like, you know, you just can't. And I don't mean it like that. I mean, maybe you can, but you're going to pay a lot and you're going to pay a lot for these other girls because we've taken the power from these companies. And we are now in control of our careers. Okay. They don't dictate, okay. You're not going to just screw that girl. Okay. And promise her the box cover, like some, unfortunately, you know, and, and you're not going to be able to mind fuck these people anymore. Just not going to happen. Okay. So we know that you're a huge sports fan. I know you're a huge MMA UFC fan. I mean, you just rattled off all the stuff that your daughter's doing as well. Uh, in the jujitsu, boxing, MMA world. How did you kind of gravitate towards, are you, are you like other sports as well? Or is that kind of your main deal? No, basketball. Oh, I've been playing basketball since first grade. So I love basketball. That is, oh my gosh, 
I love it. Love it. So really, that's like my number one. Who's your team? Well, God, sadly, I'm a tried and true fan. Okay, I'm from Detroit. So it's my Pistons, you know, the bad boys back in the day from the Isaiah Thomas all the way to, you know, when it was uh, Rip Hamilton and Ben Wallace. And yeah, so Detroit. But um, I've always loved the Bulls too. And they've always been rivals, but I love Michael Jordan. I don't care. Where does LeBron sit for you? You know, he's up there. He's always had a lot of help. I can't take anything away, but in my eyes, and maybe it's because I grew up with them or grew up watching them, you know, it's going to be Jordan. But I mean, hats off to LeBron. I mean, one of the greatest players of all time as well. I always see you tweeting UFC. I know that you're a wrestling fan as well. Where did your fandom for those sports come from? So wrestling, oh my gosh, always as a kid. I remember I was such a dork. How did you not get into wrestling? I feel like you could have been in wrestling. Who knows? Because, you know, I was too busy playing basketball and I don't know. I mean, it was a tomboy. I broke my finger fighting a boy in like second <laughs> grade, whatever, just dumb stuff. But um, I mean, I was such a dork. I remember watching when Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant fought and Hulk lost. I was crying like a baby. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'm like, who does that? Like, anyway, it was so real to me. So I grew up watching and I loved it. It was just, I don't know. It was just really cool. And I, you know, as a tomboy, so I had like the wrestlers and I'd have the fake blood and, you know, I was a real, maybe I wanted to be a boy. I don't know. Whatever. Big tomboy. Right. Maybe it explains my bi-furiousness, whatever. (laughs) So yeah, so always grew up watching that. And then, you know, I started to watch, you know, UFC. I remember, you know, watching Misha Tate fight before our little one was born. So And I love boxing too, you know, but it just wasn't, I feel like that kind of faded away and it's starting to come back, which I think is great. I was just going to say, yeah. What do you think about this resurgence of boxing? Cause it's definitely getting a little bit more love and how much credit do you give to Logan Paul for that? At first I was kind of like a hater on Jake Paul. I'm like, he's an ass and I'm like, not a fan. However, he's actually done a good thing. He's a great promoter. He's actually given back to the UFC and the boxing community. Okay. As far as helping people and he's brought the hype. So, you know, he give credit where credit's due and the kid's not a bad boxer. He's a big boy. I mean, he really is. And he's got, you know, Benjamin Flores, former champ in his corner. So, I mean, Hey, got to give credit where credit's due. And I, I, and I like his style. He's kind of like the Conor McGregor. You love him or you hate him. I got love for him now. So my apologies for, you know, he's an ass. But he's really not. So, so that's awesome. I love that. So I guess I like combat sports. I just, I love it. I like, I guess I like to get down and dirty. No pun intended, right? Yeah. (laughs) What was your reaction to Juliana Pena uh, dethroning Amanda Nunes? Holy shit. Wow. I have chills right now. Okay. And these little non-tan arms. It's funny. I still feel the same way. I mean, for you to say you have chills, it's like, I mean, even though that was weeks ago that that happened, it's like every now and then it like pops in your head. You're like, holy shit, what a moment that was. Part of me thinks that, you know, Amanda was kind of avoiding her for a reason. You know, she'd call her out and for whatever reason it didn't happen. I think it was just Amanda's cardio. I don't think she thought it was going to go the distance. Hats off to Amanda. I mean, one of the greatest, you know, female fighters of, of all time. However, I never really cared for the way she celebrated after her wins. I always thought she was a little pompous, but who's to say how I would celebrate if I won something like that? She was pretty gracious in defeat, though, I will say. Yeah. I mean, she handled it well, but I think Amanda needed to be humbled. Yeah. Someone had to do it. I, I mean, it was either that or she's going to retire uh, as double champ. 
Uh, so no, it's, yeah, I, I love that it went the way that it did. Um, for female fighters in UFC, what's your reaction to sort of the backlash that some of the fighters have gotten from their OnlyFans account? Somebody like Jessica Andrade, um, for her getting some backlash for having an OnlyFans account and seeing that um, through the sports world. I think they can all go fuck themselves. And I'm going to tell you why. Men want it all. Okay, women, you know, you want it all. It's like, don't put me in a bubble. You can be this or you can be that. No. If you can monetize based on your appearance and that's what you choose to do, go for it. Because you know what, at the end of the day, are you paying their bills? Are you like setting up their retirements and their, their kids' college funds? Are you doing any of that for them? Can shut up. Beauty and the Beast podcast. Tell me about this. How did it start? What's the mission statement? Back, I don't know, maybe a little over a year ago, Julie and I had connected through a mutual friend in Vegas. And he just showed up at one of my events that I was hosting and we just chit-chatted and he had like a level of humor. I'm kind of, I'm not real creative. I'll be honest, or I'm very scientific and I like to read fact. I don't get into fiction. Like I'm, I don't know. My brain's kind of, it is what it is. So kind of nerdy, but I thought he would bring like an element of humor and all that, you know, some other dynamic, like another, a different dynamic, I guess. And he knew about fighting and I was like, oh, cool. You know, at that time he was injured and I didn't think at that time, or he never mentioned that he was going to go, go back. He just said, I used, you know, used to fight. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't care if this guy ever goes back. At least I can get some education and he can add something to the podcast. So that's kind of, so I asked him, I'm like, would you be interested in maybe being my co-host on on my show? And he's like, oh yeah, that would be cool. So we're kind of doing it for fun and we're still doing it for fun. It's on hold right now because we're finally taking it, I don't know, to the next level, whatever the hell that means. But we are um, talking, we have... Uh, two people or hotels that we're talking about getting residency at in Vegas. So yeah, so we're going to structure it a little bit different where it's just going to be kind of episodes and seasons. It will start up again more towards the end of January, beginning of February. And then we'll actually have a plan where we can have a little bit more structure to the show. And and I mean, it's still going to be fun, but it'll be, I don't know, I think just more consistent and we won't have to stress about it as much. So we're placing it not in everybody else's hands. We'll still have some creative control. However, a lot of the like behind the scenes stuff, like I'm terrible at like editing, uploading, like, what are you talking about? Oh my God. Thank God. I have these amazing people on this call right now. If they weren't here, I would not be here. Like, thank God. So yeah, you know, so that's, that's, uh, Julian and, um, yeah. And he would be like, Oh, it's your show. It's your show. I'm like, no, it's our show. And I'm like, and I think maybe he was afraid to take ownership of it. Cause you know, we're, we kind of suck you know, right now, <laughs> but we're, I mean, Hey, it is what it is. Uh, but that's okay. That's, you know, you, you, you have to learn, you know, that you suck or not really good at something before you can get better. And, and that's just life. Yeah. I think it's definitely like that learning curve of doing that, like long format. Um, Cause if you just hop on and you're just shooting the shit, that can get like, oh my God, by the end of it, what the fuck are we talking about anymore? When like, you can actually have a show structure and have people to kind of help prod you along with different things. It makes all the difference in the world. So I'm glad that you guys are doing that. Um, Okay, 2022, what else do you have in store for 2022? What is going on in the world of Kendra Lust? You know, obviously I'm still working on my my only fans. And that's like, to me, I like being able to create new scenes and things for, you know, my fans, but I like to be able to do it. I don't do a ton of it. Like I honestly, I don't shoot in Michigan. I fly to Vegas and I have a team there, production team. And, and we shoot, you know, I don't know, every couple months. And then, you know, which is nice. So I still have like new stuff coming out. However, I'm working on a, um, 
NFT. So that is Jesus Lord. Like there's so much to learn about that. You literally said the words NFT and I'm like, I don't understand anymore. Like it goes so over my head. Holy shit. SOS. Yeah. So that is really the project that is consuming a lot of my time. And then um, I do have a local business here, which is, is good. It's just, again, that's, you know, it's, uh, you know, just trying to oversee that cultivating and we're green here in Michigan now. So it's exciting. I I don't smoke or anything like that, but um, you know, for medicinal purposes and you know, Hey, it's better than people, I think popping pills and, you know, as long as they're safe with it and you know, Hey, just whatever you gotta do. So yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of low key. I don't, you know, I wasn't even going to really say anything about NFT because, you know, I've done that before. We're like, yeah, I'm working on this. And if it doesn't come to fruition, I look like an ass. So, well, sometimes he's got to put it out there anyways. It either pushes you along or, you know, whatever it is, what it is. It's fine. So, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's it. I mean, as far as, I don't know, resolutions, people say, do you have anything for 2022? I don't really know. I mean, I do want to go out of state to visit this uh, doctor. He's a functional medicine doctor. And I think I'm not like opposed to Western medicine, but I'm kind of like in the middle. And I just want to, you know, go go to the facility and, and learn about nutrition. And I'm just going to learn how to get healthy and just educate myself and maybe get some labs done and just to maybe help, you know, get help, more healthy within. Uh, so that's something cool I want to do. So we'll be doing would you have like some like nagging things that you're trying to take care of health wise? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just, you know, sometimes, and it's so weird, you know, my joints a little bit will feel achy for no reason. <sighs> oh my God. Join I'm the like, club. You wake up one day. I'm like, why? And, and my doctor's like, well, this is just arthritis. And I said, arthritis usually is progressive, right? Your osteoarthritis. This is like an inflammatory something. It just, I woke up one morning and my pinky says, fuck you. Like you're not going to bend. I don't like you. Like you're just going to be swollen and you're going to walk around like, you know, so weird. I've I've had really bad joint problems since I had my daughter where like my hips hurt, my knees hurt. I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and my ankles are stiff and like my wrists it's, I mean it, it, during the day it's fine. But when it's like, once they've rested for a little bit, I'm like, like I've never had that before in my life. It's weird. The one thing I'll say about, I guess, health in general is I've learned that most of our, like our immunity, you know, and our health, it starts in the gut. So, you know, I wasn't taking a probiotic. I wasn't drinking enough water or taking fiber or, you know, these like just little things that can really help. So just being more conscientious of what we put into our bodies and, uh, Hopefully a little will rub off on these junk food junkies. You know, I tricked them the other day and I made like gluten-free um, pasta and like a turkey, kind of like this tomato basil, kind of like a creamy cheese. It was pretty good, but they didn't even know it was gluten-free. I felt like, yes. That's great. Well, I'm, I'm all about uh, getting healthier and learning more and figuring all that stuff out. So uh, pass on any knowledge that you gain. I will. Me. I promise <laughs> I will, because, you know, they're tired of me stuffing it down their throats. Oh, here we go. You know? Here we go. Mom's got something to I'm say. Like, fine. Don't care. I'm going to eat this date, this big ass date. Oh, uh, I love a date. I love me a date. Oh my God. An oat date bar all day, every day. 100%. Um, my last question to you, how many athletes slide into your DMs on the regular? Can't even disclose. <laughs> Can't even disclose. And and that's no, I mean, but look at how many athletes there's 
hundreds of thousands. They're all over. So got to shoot your shot, you know? That's right. And I'm not mad at him. Hey, keep them coming. You know, I'm grateful. I'll, hey, how you doing? But you know, I, I, I put it out there, you know, I'm married and you know, it's cool, but I think it's a respect thing after that, you know, like, so yeah, it's cool. It's all good. Hey, I, <laughs> hey, when they stop, I'll probably be, you know, like, okay, time to hang up this song, right. honey. So I'm flattered. I'm not the type of girl like, oh yeah. I'm just like, oh, wow. Ooh, I'm all excited. I know. Okay, Mama still got it. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Kendra, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It was awesome to chat to you and just get to meet you this way. I mean, I've been able to see you on uh, social media and all that. So it's great to be able to actually talk to you and pick your brain. Same here. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and Kendra. Hopefully it was a little bit insightful. I love talking to people from like different walks of life, you know, everyone has just like their own different path that they take and I'm endlessly fascinated by that of like what draws people to certain things or they end up in certain situations or or what have you. I find it really cool Uh, and I also just love when I can have on a guest that's also just like down to let me pick their brain with like all of my dumb questions. So thank you, Kendra. Kudos to you, girlfriend. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with me on this episode of The Sessions. I will let you know this one little tidbit of information. We're working on some cool stuff. Some pretty, pretty, pretty cool stuff. I also just started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the first time in my life. Why have I not been watching it? It's so funny. Uh, Anyways, there's new stuff coming out. Uh, I'm not really going to tell you what it is, but just know that it's cool. And maybe there can be some stuff that you guys can have and to hold and to touch and to feel or to wear. It's probably just something to wear. Um, lots of things happening though, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me on the sessions. Uh, follow me, Instagram and Twitter, uh, at Renee Paquette. Follow the volume at the volume sports. And of course, head on over to my YouTube page. Just search Renee Paquette. It's all on there because you can see all of these interviews and tons of other content that is loaded up on there. See you guys next time.